Welcome to With You, a women's rugby community podcast. I'm Suze. I use she, her pronouns, and I'll be your host. Always with you. Our fall season didn't start in like August. Our fall season started in January. The voice you just heard is Jess Brown, another player from the Pittsburgh Forge. This season, you'll be hearing some episodes in pairs from colleagues of the same team or women who are examining other aspects of the game from a related point of view. I find it interesting to hear it from two different people in a similar environment and to reflect on what they share and what differs. I hope you do too. So my name is Jess. My pronouns are she, her. And I guess if I have a nickname, it would be Jess Brown, which is just my last name. Uh Like there's technically not like a space in between them. Uh I don't know why I kind of adopted that as my nickname. It just kind of happened as it so frequently does. We always assume there's going to be another Jess on the team that I'm on. And then like, oddly enough, it never really happens. (laughs) But it's like a preventative measure kind of thing that like, I will be Jess Brown. And then the other one will like have an actual nickname. I found myself at Scrum Half this year for the Pittsburgh Forge. So that's where I'm at positionally. So you found yourself at Scrum Half? Are you a new player? No. So I've been playing for a little over seven years now. Where did you play before you played Scrummy? I kind of bounced around a lot. I've primarily been in the backs. I played like a half semester in college at Pitt as a flanker, Mm -hmm. which was like awesome. I think it was just like my senior year my coach was like go let off some steam be a senior mm-hmm. and have fun and tackle mm-hmm. um but mostly I've been playing either in the centers or on the wing most recently yeah. on the wing but I didn't have a great experience there in the like most recent years yeah which like isn't anything against the position it was just like maybe I... just wasn't your for you anymore yeah, like I wasn't vibing there. Like I wasn't comfortable there. It was ultimately it. And if I'm not yeah. comfortable there, like I'm not going to be able to contribute to the what the team needs in that position. So yeah, I like fair. felt forced and I was like, I'd rather not start and use that as fuel for myself. That's just who I am as a player. So yeah. I just wasn't vibing there. So yeah, when I fair. had the opportunity to learn a new position and be scrum half, I was like, yep, sure. Part one, overview. This whole year was kind of a big shift for like a lot of teams, right? Yeah, absolutely. We were like fortunate overall in terms of like numbers. Like we did pretty well with um, player retention and recruitment Mm -hmm. through the hiatus, I guess I'll say. Like, are we allowed to say COVID on a podcast? Like, is that yeah? We can. Yeah, we can say whatever we want. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like through COVID because it was a good year and a half of no club rugby, right? Yeah, we weren't in con I mean like we were virtually in contact and stuff but it was very like in our home we would only get takeout sort of thing if you saw like a teammate at like the pub kind of thing it was like Christmas yeah we were like very happy about that for a while once we got out of that we were like really really fortunate overall like our training sessions like once we got back into it like after all the return to play protocol and stuff like that um was like loosened up we had like Mm -hmm. 25 to 30 players in attendance pretty regularly Um, that's awesome yeah so that was good and then we ended up having an undefeated season um, comprised of like four sanctioned games two of which we traveled to and we brought over 23 women which was like awesome to have like also like a bench of supporters with us too a full bench yeah it's really hard 
it has been hard. I know in a lot of teams and ones I've played on just to get that full roster to travel, you'd be going with 18 and feel good about it, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that was awesome. And like, we also like rotated our roster too. Like, I don't think any two games had like the same exact players. So that was a really awesome, like Mm -hmm. variability we had. And then shout out to our match secretary, Nicole Burkett. Um, She's freaking stellar and got us two um, developmental matches too for our second side. Um, And they won both of their games as well this fall. So we had a really good fall season coming out of this whole weird year and a half um and our season ended after a super competitive 100 minute semi-final against the metropolis valkyries so 100 minutes how'd you get from 80 to there yeah so we went into overtime and because it was a semi-final i guess it wasn't just like a five minute sudden death that sir was like yeah we're gonna do two 10 minute extra halves wow so like as players we were like excuse me like are you sure (laughs) but it was like it was a very fun game overall good and like they were they're a great club as well like we socialed with them and like some of them I think spent the night as well so that's great really good experience for a lot of people um yeah so you got a you got a good taste back into actually playing and being successful and the depth in numbers and you also got to have a good time huh Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did you have rookies come out this season? We did. We have some people on our team who are very enthusiastic about recruitment. So, like, yes. we had a <laughs> – I remember a team meeting back at the beginning of summer, I think, our first, like, in-person meeting, I would say, after mm-hmm. our, like, spring friendlies and stuff like that to kind of discuss fall and, like, what level of competition we expected to play at and stuff. And somebody on their way there stopped at like Starbucks and ended up recruiting a brand new person to the sport and was like, do you want to come to our team meeting? We're having it right now and brought them. Wow. And now this player is like super keen on rugby and is like very enthusiastic about it. And like, I absolutely love her. Like she loves all of us, like fits right in with the culture. Like, so we have players like that who are very like great with recruitment, which is amazing to have. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we also picked up some other athletes so we picked up some people from the um pittsburgh women's football team um who are super beneficial to us and valuable Mm -hmm. we also have some former like soccer players um and some like crossfitters powerlifters and stuff like that that came out too because their sports respectively were going through some pauses as well sure Um, so i don't know like if theirs are still going on or what but like we were doing stuff and we were promoting ourselves and they found Mm us Oh, wow. They needed that team environment and you guys you guys were there for it, huh? Yeah, for sure. The Midwest um, that we play in the East had a weird hybrid division, like one slash two that we were playing in this year. So division one and two together? Yeah, they kind of meshed all the teams together to kind of like restructure, I guess. So like they were seeing which teams would maybe like move down to D2 that were in D1 and like who from D2 who's like consistently playing well could be moved up to D1 kind of thing. Yeah, because assuming that the clubs would be the same after all this break would be a little naive. Right. right? Um, So over summer, I believe it was, they were like, yep, so this is your structure for your conference. Um, Have at it. So we were like, 
great. Like we're definitely up for this opportunity. And then we were like really enthusiastic about it. But obviously we knew that like it would require us to level up across the board with commitment, with recruitment, like obviously sustainability plays a huge role in that as well. Um, That was really cool to see how we stepped up to the plate. Part two, difficulties. Um, The biggest thing with like, especially being in a new position this season Mm-hmm. is that comparison is the thief of joy and like that's a super like popular phrase I feel like everybody's name is under it anymore on like mm-hmm. google quotes but yeah um, this happens yes comparison is a thief of joy undoubted yeah I was trying to like find myself both like physically and spiritually in this new position and I like struggled and was like looking a lot at other nines like scrum halves and mm-hmm. trying to mimic their playing styles mm-hmm. and like it's, it's not like that. Like, no matter what position you're in, no matter if you've been playing it your whole life and, like, your whole playing career or not, you have to kind of shape your own path in that yeah. position and, like, find your own unique variety. And that's going to be the best way that you can serve your team. Um, so, like, there's no, like, strict way to play any specific position. So, yep. There's not a formula. There's, like, jobs that you have and you're and it's open to interpretation. The jobs are right exactly yeah and it's also changes yeah that's a it's just not it doesn't just apply to scrum half two it's wherever you are like you're gonna have jobs but your ability to you're still gonna have the ability to be creative in that role yep 100 percent. part two b team difficulties do you feel like there were any growing pains in there not that I can think of right now I mean it was such an interesting year yeah of like rebuilding kind of from the ground up because like we had that thrown at us Um, we also hired a new head coach at the beginning of like the calendar year initially we started the return to play protocols in like January or February which was like no contact initially so we were doing like zoom sessions for like strategizing and like Cool. We eventually moved to cohort divided small group skill sessions, like indoors with masks, like minimal, like socially distanced and stuff like that. So yeah. it was like trying to build rapport with like everybody without those traditional training sessions that we all know and love and like also rebranding as a team as a whole. So it, it wasn't like growing pains necessarily, but it was just like a clean slate almost and then just defining ourselves. I think that was a big thing that was that kind of helped us feel like we were more prepared. Our fall season didn't start in like August. Our fall season started in January. Um, And that was a big um, sentiment that we all discussed on those virtual sessions. We were like, we aren't preparing for return to play. We're preparing for our next competitive season, whenever that may be. So that kind of like helped set the tone. All of our like leadership was putting their foot down with that and like all the people below and like it trickled down. Like we were all like, yes, on board, like rally the troops kind of thing. So that was really, really helpful. And of course, our coach who we brought on was like also on board with that. Yeah, I'm sure he had to be a part of that, like Mm -hmm. a big part of that, right? The best coaches that I've had always have a vision for the team. And when they can communicate it well with the leadership and the leadership gets on board, that's when the magic happens, man. Part three, forgotten. Is there is there anything that you forgot about rugby 
So I think like I kind of had like a honeymoon phase when we were able to start playing again, especially mm-hmm. if we had a couple friendlies in the spring once we were like able to and got them scheduled. And I was like, this is great. I miss this so much. And it was like, I was like cruising, like I was like on a high from it. It was yeah. awesome to be back in the rugby. But I do this thing where I tend to like hyper fixate on things to the <laughs> point of burnout. And then like I get to a point where I like need a break. So like I kind of guess I forgot about the emotional or like mental roller coaster that I personally experienced throughout a season. And I think like most of us, I only know how to play and train passionately, which is like sure. awesome. But sure. sometimes I forget that I don't necessarily have the capacity for rugby 24-7, 365. And like I struggle to like turn it off after a training session when like I get home and like I try to have dinner. I'm not thinking about, all right, like, what do I want to watch on TV? I'm thinking about, wow, why did I make that bad pass for like hours? And then it like, it takes a toll on me. Sure. Stuff like that. But fortunately, the Forge is like super supportive. So like, if it ever got to a point where I needed to take like a mental health day here or there, like they were like, absolutely do what you need to let us know if you need anything like supportive, like resources wise, like we're here for you. I try to keep myself in check better this season. So I like kind of remembered that that happens to me, but Mm -hmm. It wasn't anything like super extreme. It was just, I need to like unplug from rugby here and there. Yeah, you need to have some boundaries. Like, okay, I am winding down so I can sleep now. Right. Um, yeah, I definitely have had those nights where I can't go to sleep because I'm just like thinking about rugby and thinking about rugby and thinking about what's going to happen at the game or the like next practice or like about this drill or yeah. Exactly. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a pretty common experience in being completely pull out of that environment because of the pandemic and coming back into it would take some adjustment. So I'm glad you were able to get a rain on that this fall. Yeah, for sure. Part four, joy. Give me a big joyous moment. This fall, we hosted Buffalo um, mm-hmm. and it was our club day. So like all of our teams, men and women played at home on the same field. It was such a long day. And like we played early. It was rainy. Anyway, it was like a great game. Um, I started mm-hmm. and I came out after like 50 minutes, I think. And when I came out, like my coach and like our captain also came out at the same time as me. So they were like, you did great, like blah, blah, blah. And I remember just like shrugging them off and I was like miserable. And they were like, what's wrong? And I was like, I feel like I didn't do anything. Like, I feel like I didn't make an impact. I feel like I didn't contribute anything to the team. Like I didn't do much. Like I don't remember any like standout plays that I made. Like, and I was like sulking in that. And then afterwards, once I was kind of out of that mood that I was in, like people know to kind of give me like 10, 15 minutes after the game until I can like decompress a little bit. Um, Afterwards, like a couple of people like from my team and then like other players whom I like respect very highly kind of told me like the same things. And they were like, by like not having any work to do, like having to make a tackle or not having to get into rucks as a scrum half, like that shows that you're doing your job well. You're controlling the game, you're controlling the pace. And like, that is your impact. To hear that from people, like it was kind of the first like surreal um, epiphany moment, I guess, for me, like in that position Mm -hmm. that made me recognize my contributions to the team and like the impact I have so that was like a really cool like awakening I guess for me yeah yeah that sounds like an awesome moment I'm just thinking of how that like mindset you had in the back line would be very different than a scrum halves too and and how wonderful it is that your teammates were able to be like nah dude you did your job like look you yeah you you're 
your job is so much administ- it's like administrative you know it's the diplomatic in between like telling people what to do and managing the game it's a big more a more mental game there yeah as a center you're gonna like crash through and score right yeah and I, I struggled to communicate it to people and like have people kind of sympathize with me but I was never like the kind of person that had the instinct to be like I'm going to score this ball like when I had it I was always more of like I always got more fulfillment from quote-unquote getting an assist I guess like I always like distributing better I don't know why like I haven't really like discovered the true like meaning behind that in myself but I know that's the case like I don't really like obviously I want to win I want us to like put points on the board but I don't need to be the one to do it no assists feel great yeah yeah um and I guess it's just I trust in my own field vision so I'm like I know I can see where that's going to be so like Mm -hmm. I want to put you there Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah, it's it's almost harder to see the space and put someone else there than it is to just I mean it takes a specific kind of player to like break through and always be the one to finish to be the finisher but those people that create space to make the assist to make the try that's a really special valuable skill And now a follow-up conversation about developing a healthy mindset. First off, I want you to, can you define or describe like what is a healthy mindset in rugby? First and foremost, like I think a healthy mindset in and of itself is like super, like it can be very personal and subjective. So like for me and my experience, it has been like various ways to grow from your thoughts rather than allowing them and your feelings and whatnot to control your life being more proactive rather than reactive or like if you like start to do research and like get into the industry of it it's like a growth versus a fixed mindset Um, and then when you apply it to rugby you kind of realize that we are constantly making decisions um, whether Mm -hmm. like we're conscious of it or not right Mm -hmm. Um, regardless of the position we play like you don't have to be a scrum half or a fly half to be the one like making decisions on the fields Um, increasing our awareness allows us to be more present and like less automated while playing so like not necessarily from an an efficiency standpoint like obviously we still want to be like quick and like have the optimal timing with like when we make a pass or like when we make a step rather it helps us be more like cerebral on the field Mm. and see like the bigger picture so like maybe you can break through the line like one person away from the last ruck but maybe there's a huge opening like just another person outside so that would be the more like efficient route to go Mm -hmm. so that's how a healthy mindset can apply to rugby specifically okay cool so it's developing the skills to be a bit more present on the field in a way to open up your vision Mm mm-hmm like, obviously, so many of us get tunnel vision during a match. Of course. Uh, yeah, like, everybody. Uh-huh. Um, so many times, I remember people would bring up a specific play to me later on, and, like, I couldn't even remember it. And then, like, I would be missing out on the potential to, like, identify an area of improvement. I would, like, hate that, almost. Like, I, like, could have grown as a player and as, like, a team contributor, I just missed out on it because I had tunnel vision, which like isn't a bad thing in and of itself. But for me, I was like, oh, what if I could remember that a little bit better? So like being present kind of opens up the potential for that, has a little bit more capacity to be more, I don't know, like retain a little bit more of the details. How do you do that? Um, How do you start to develop those skills? 
or how have you started to develop those skills to to have a have a healthier more open mindset on the field so I've been doing a lot of mindset like on and off the field basically um Mm -hmm. this whole year I focused on mindset um Mm -hmm. And it was initially from like a self-preservation standpoint, like especially helping to prevent that like burnout situation, like first and foremost with rugby. Sure. Um, but I found that it like later benefited my entire like rugby game and like helped me develop my identity on the field. Um, but I like to be present specifically, um, doing stuff like trying to engage all of your senses in a moment. Mm-hmm. So like rather than just... Um, looking up field you can Mm. also like listen to your teammates and like trying to do both at the same time will be really beneficial or like remembering if you smelled something specific and being able to recall that so like if you kind of refer back to strong memories that you have now you might not remember something right off the top of your head but if you think back to a walk in the park you might be able to recall more details if you're like, oh, I remember there was a hot dog stand. And then you might remember what the person was wearing that was ordering when you walked by. Um, So like by cueing more of your senses, you can kind of like trigger more awareness because everything is so connected at that subconscious level. Wow, that's brilliant. Okay. And it makes complete sense, especially since we are such visual creatures, you know, we're so highly reliant on like our vision, which I think where like tunnel vision comes into play in seeing what's right in front of us. Is it safe to say that going through your like daily life, you have been specifically like trying to manipulate your memories that way by tapping into other sense sensory stimulation. And then it's also able to help you develop the skill on the field. Yeah, I think so. Um, Especially being in my position on the field as well. As scrum half, I'm typically like in front of the rest of my team. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas before I've been like more so behind the rest of my team, like as wing or something like that. Sure. Um, Whereas I may be expected to use my hearing more than like listen to a call from like a fly half or like the forward pod, like who's calling for the ball. If I'm able to use my sight, at the same time, I can kind of like see an opening that they might not have seen on the other side of a breakdown, or I can kind of like listen to both sides of the field and like kind of like not split my hearing, but like be more perceptive, I guess, mm-hmm. or recept. I think it's perceptive, mm-hmm. the right word. Um, yeah. But yeah, like being more just aware in daily life will just naturally carry over onto the field. Um, and it's not just like being present, but there's like other mindfulness practices that can apply as well so like controlling your controllables Mm -hmm. like there's so many things that we try to take on as our own responsibility like especially with this past year with coming back from this quote-unquote hiatus as I keep calling it um, yeah yeah like we um, my team this season uh, faced some challenges with like finding training space um, that met our needs like at one point we were had been on the field for like 40 minutes I think like of a two-hour session and the lights like just turned off on us oh my god um so rather than standing around and complaining and like pointing fingers at like city and like administrators and like trying to figure out why it happened we just recognized like this isn't uncontrollable for the time being and like adapted 
tried to move a session indoors like had a chalk talk kind of thing and like Mm -hmm. released what didn't serve us like don't waste our energy on something that's uncontrollable and like move forward stuff like that like identify what is within your control pour more energy into that so like training micro skills fitness accountability um, and then trust that everything else is going to fall into place around your focused efforts Mm, or that if it doesn't you're going to be flexible I'm just thinking back to like being in a scrum where an opposing because I've been afforded a lot but where like an opposing prop is doing something like really shady but the referee isn't responding to it or you know when people's teammates will opposing teammates will start to get into each other for a certain thing that happened on the field and and recognizing that what those other people are doing is not within your control but you can adjust you should hopefully you can adjust your own play to be successful again or not to let that emotional state get in your way exactly because like the only thing that would come out of that would be you trying to do something to counter that negative energy or like contribution to the game then you might get penalized for it which is not beneficial to you or your team and like there's no positive outcome that can come from it so yeah just don't try to take on the responsibility of something that's uncontrollable because no good ever comes from it um so being able to like really define that line between what is and is not within your control and then letting go what's not Mm -hmm. and trusting that everything else will fall into place around your own efforts Mm -hmm. wow your efforts and your team and your teammates efforts too because you on beauty of rugby is that you always have some support you have support around you right or i guess if you're doing it right (laughs) yeah for sure yeah wow i'm a little mind blown right now uh because i have yet to I've like practiced mindfulness on my own, you know, and like meditate occasionally and like do that kind of those kinds of things. And I think I've applied those skills more to my work life than I have thought about applying them to rugby, but it's just making really good sense. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Do you have any specific questions with mindset? I could try to answer them. I'm not like a Hmm. professional, but... No, but it's definitely something that you've, I imagine it's something that you use or it's a tool that you use in your profession as well, right? Yeah, I've, so I've recently invested in my own coaching um, Mm -hmm. just so that I have more like tools and resources to apply to like my own athletes and my own clients and stuff like that, um, Mm -hmm. just to help me feel more prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, for sure. I want to be able to help others because obviously mindset and like the mind is so closely connected and intertwined with the body Um, so it's almost a disservice of me to like not offer guidance in this sense if I have the ability to you can find more about Jess's fitness coaching and how she's building mindset into training on Instagram at Jess Brown fit thanks for listening along until next week much love